millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. It's an emergency round ball rock podcast starring Dave Schilling, Derek Rose, Josh Okogie, Sean Keen, Gorgie Dieng, Justin Patton, Joey Devine. Jimmy Butler, musical guest Smashing Pumpkins, and now the temporary, temporary host of Round Ball Rock, Sean Keen. Hey, what's up, Round Ball Rockers, Round Ball What the Fuckers? Uh, we're here with a an emergency mini podcast about. Uh, I mean, normally, as Alan Iverson has said, our motto on this podcast is that, uh, you know, we, we don't care about talking about practice. You're talking about practice, but today we are going to talk about practice because Jimmy Butler returned to the Minnesota Timberwolves and it was sensational. And here to talk with us is uh, frequent, well, often occasional guest on the Round Ball Rock podcast, often, almost always guest on the Take It or Break It podcast, John Wilms. John Wilms, how are you doing? Hey, man. This one's a this one's a real hot potato, huh? It's like I had I have said on the podcast that I just don't really care about the preseason. You know, I'm not really watching the games, and yet this amazing uh, Jimmy Butler story has happened. I'm gonna I'm gonna just start this off by just giving the the backstory uh, via. Um, of course, the uh, the the tweets from Adrian Wojnarowski, uh, Woj, the Woj bomber. Um, here are okay. First, first tweet: Jimmy Butler practiced with the Timberwolves today. League sources tell ESPN. 
you know, he's protecting his sources, Jimmy Butler's agent. Uh, next week, all-star Jimmy Butler participated in Minnesota's practice, a session that included him verbally challenging teammates, coaches, and front office. Butler was vociferous and emotional at times, targeting Thibodeau, Layden, Towns, and Wiggins. Uh, at one point in the scrimmage, sources said, Butler turned to GM Scott Layden and screamed, You bleeping need me. You can't win without me. Butler left teammates and coaches largely speechless. He dominated the gym in every way. Jimmy's back. Uh, and then he followed up with, A lot of Minnesota players left Timberwolves practice today energized by Butler's performance, mesmerized with him taking end-of-the-bench players and running the table on the regulars, sources said. At the end, he marched out like if a mic drop. Butler delivered a tour de force. Uh, this performance made Woj extremely horny, I would say. I don't even know where to start. There's just so much going on. Like Woj breaking his pretty robotic um, tone of recent years, right? We were talking about this, like Woj used to actually be extremely like inflammatory and insane in like previous years at Yahoo, but in more recent years has been like a pretty stead um, and bland reporter who just leans on having way better sources than anyone and doesn't try to, you know, cast anyone as a hero or a villain really only in the most subtle of ways. Uh-huh. And now this is like just blatant lionizing PR bullshit. And like, who knows why that's going on exactly. And like, how long has this been in the works? Jimmy's got like a, like a very like staged ESPN interview that's going on and like tw- it's going to be aired in its entirety in like 20 minutes. Yeah. He's like very winkingly grinning in the clips of it that have been released with Rachel Nichols who like flew out to Minnesota. Like this is like some extreme like pro wrestling shit. Oh yeah. And I feel like we could be at a somewhat revolutionary moment just in terms of like how um, disgruntled players exercise um, their leverage in sort of like an information warfare digital age kind of um, way uh-huh. because I just feel like there's so much coming at us right now and that Jimmy's like, uh, you know, handlers are, are trying some like some very new and powerful methods. I mean, it's incredible that he's generally people are not adding theater intentionally. There, were, I remember there was a lot of theater when Dwight Howard was trying to force his way out of Orlando, but he he was just screwing things up and uh, accidentally getting embarrassed on camera. It wasn't like he was manipulating things. Here, I mean, when when do you think Rachel Nichols decided to come out? Like, clearly, there was a plan for him to go to practice and do an interview afterwards, so he kind of had to have something to talk about. I mean, there was the talk. Apparently, the talks, the trade talks between the Timberwolves and the Heat were like getting close over the weekend, and then they like very suddenly broke down. At uh-huh. least as it was reported, right? And both of us have been have been on the like of the of the mind that like a lot of the shit that's being reported on this is like it's hard to tell, you know, how like trustable a lot of it is because mm-hmm. it's like obviously there's a lot of like PR chess game shit going on, but. The word was that this almost happened over the weekend, and maybe what happened was that Jimmy was like so pissed off that it fell apart that he was like his people were like, "All right, we gotta like go full 
ham on this and, right. and like cook this up for the middle of the week and now we have it. Yeah. And it seems like no one in the Minnesota front office is particularly talking. So, uh, yeah, it seems like it's like Jimmy Butler and his camp, uh, various people in Miami. Um, I feel like Woj didn't have any access in Miami when LeBron was there, but I bet the mutual resentment that the Miami organization and Woj have towards LeBron has now made them like buddies again. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) I, I mean, it's just it's like total like Riley Machiavellian shit too. To like after he loses LeBron, be like, I need Woj now. Yeah. Now I need Woj. Like I definitely feel like Riley is is hands are on this in one way or another. Oh, absolutely! Like it's it's so it's it's like dirty in exactly the right kind of like backhanded way, and you can find yourself being innocent. Well, you can uh, appear innocent. So, okay, so just back to the mechanics of what happened. Apparently, Jimmy Butler shows up to practice late. Um, a, I don't know why he's practicing <laughs> at all, but uh, he he apparently showed up late and immediately subbed himself into a game uh, with the the third team <laughs> squad, which I guess he's playing with like Justin Patton. Um, somebody named James Nunnally. He might have been playing with Anthony Tolliver. Um, like like, not not household names. And uh, I guess the reporting from Yahoo is that Carl Anthony Towns said something first, and then Butler just began talking a relentless amount of shit. Hold on, just a second. Uh, we are going to try to add another caller here. Hang on. Hi, it's me, the temporary host of Round Ball Rock. I thought I was going to be working, but I drove home really fast to do this for 20 minutes. I love it. I love it. Uh, so we've gone through Woj's tweets, Joey, explaining the Jimmy Butler situation. Uh-huh. It's been fleshed out. By some reporting on uh, Yahoo, which uh, has added that Jimmy Butler showed up at practice late, immediately checked himself into the game, and then started running with the third team. And then Carl mm-hmm. Anthony Towns apparently talked trash to him. And then Jimmy Butler started screaming at Towns, Wiggins, uh, general man- assistant general manager, whatever Scott Layden's title is, and Coach Tom Thibodeau. Mm-hmm. Apparently, I think that yeah. Scott Layden's title is bitch in chief. Yeah, I think that's right. Uh, and uh, so apparently, Scott Layden, a guy who did not run the Knicks well years and years ago, if you remember right. Uh, and I believe his father was the old coach of the Utah Jazz, or was he mm-hmm. the GM of the? He might have been both. I G I might have, may have been both. Probably GM though, because Jerry Sloan was the coach for so long. Yeah. He, oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, he had a real Rick Majerus vibe to him. So, did you guys read this part yet? Where um, we've from only the reporting? read Moj's tweets. Okay, let me read you guys a little piece here. Uh, screaming from the top of his lungs. Butler uttered taunts at his teammates such as they ain't shit and they soft, league sources said. 
Most of the players knew the invectives were directed at Towns and Wiggins, league sources said. Butler naturally wasn't in the best of shape, league sources said, but he held his own. At one point, Butler found himself guarding Towns in the post, and when the big man received the entry pass, Butler yelled, He can't do shit against me! And Towns ended up kicking the ball out, league sources said. Neither Towns nor Wiggins confronted Butler at any point, league sources said. Uh When practice concluded, this is my favorite part. When practice concluded, Butler stormed out of the facility without stretching with the rest of his teammates. However, before he departed, Wiggins gave him a hand dap. Now, one of the most hilarious things in this is that these are one-sentence paragraphs that keep ending with league sources yes, said. Yes, I, I eventually just stopped reading couldn't the league we, sources couldn't we said Couldn't we just part. say Jimmy Butler's agent reported this? Well, no, because then there's this part that where Butler is gone at this point. Towns then huddled the players up with a message centered on everyone keeping their emotions in check. But according to some of the players, the message was empty. I mean, that that's a pretty empty message to begin with. Um, <laughs> but this is being cast as this heroic effort of Jimmy Butler to lead the third stringers of the Timberwolves over the starters in practice. Now, granted, those starters don't have Jimmy Butler, so it's like mm-hmm. he's like working at Derrick Rose five-some. Is that right? I, I'm not going to say ever use those words together again because I just realized what it sounded like. Um, and Woj is so excited about that. He's like, Jimmy's back. It's weird that this is being painted very pro-Jimmy Butler in mm-hmm. a lot of circles. Well, and it's like orchestrated by Jimmy Butler very Because to me it sounded like this – like, okay, imagine this happened at your job. Yeah. You were you showed up to work one day, uh-huh. and then a guy who hasn't been there for a month he's been taking shows job up. interviews other places. Yeah, starts screaming at everybody, insults you, and then leaves early. Uh, I also think that's it's the boss, and then the <laughs> boss, then the assistant boss. I, I also think it's it's useful to think of the whole saga from the perspective of like a hybrid of like yourself and in Carl Anthony Towns' shoes, right? So imagine like a guy who's a one generation older than you is hired by the company and brought in to be your leader and then yells at you for a year and sleeps with your girlfriend. Yeah. And and then like everybody in the media is like, "Oh, what a badass." <laughs> yeah, and you're you're just like, "Hey, um before I commit to working for this company for the next 6 years, um could you guys get rid of that guy who slept with my girlfriend and yells at me all the time? And yeah, they're uh, like, well, we'll, we'll work on it, but um, we might just still invite him back to the office to yell at you, and uh, and then we'll invite a bunch of reporters to watch your humiliation. Is that cool? He's, he's 22, and they brought in a 29-year-old who cocked him and screamed at him for a year. Uh-huh. And also, like, with all this reporting about how incredible Jimmy Butler's playoff uh, practice performances, we have no details whatsoever except that he was cursing at everybody and that at one point he guarded Carl Anthony Towns, who passed. Like, well, and then like, also the one detail we what do have, it was. The, the one hilarious detail that is in that report is 
Butler was out of shape. Yeah, right. And, and 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 you can tell it comes from his camp because the phrase was naturally wasn't in the best of shape. Like like the one critical thing we're gonna say, we're going to soften before we even say it. Obviously so any any maniac who slept with his teammates, uh girlfriend, ditched work for three weeks while demanding to get a new job at another company with no effort of his own. Uh, yeah, this is also, insane. it's practice. <laughs> like yeah. He just shows up to practice and like loses his mind. Like he's your friend who you play video games with and doesn't know how to like stop like standing up out of his seat and screaming. <laughs> not, not, not too unlike Michael Porter Jr. Playing NBA 2K, mind you. <laughs> Yeah, actually, that's what Jimmy Butler should be doing. Like, if he really wants to just, like, more... Because I feel like he's not going to be welcome back at practice after this. Probably not. No. <laughs> I don't know. I think Tibbs loves this shit, dude. Well, here's my here's my Tibbs theory, which is once Glenn Taylor told all the other owners that they needed to go through him for a Jimmy Butler trade, he's essentially, like firing Tibbs and I think Tibbs is just double da- doubling down and being like well look you can fire me but I'm not quitting and giving up you know my 15 million dollars so I mean if you're Tibbs and you're not particularly excited about coaching like Tobias Harris well they're not even they can't even get Tobias Harris uh coaching like Hassan Whiteside and John Danilo Gallinari yeah um, you kind of want to get fired, right? Then you get your money, and you don't yes. coach the team anymore. So I'm I'm wondering, like, I've I've heard people say, like, oh, Glenn Taylor might have to fire the front office to get rid of Jimmy Butler, and it kind of feels like maybe maybe the front office kind of wants to be fired right now. Yeah, I think that it's a it's one of these situations where um if like pride, you know, were not a thing, everybody would have just left the situation by now. Mm-hmm. Because nobody wants to be like, oh, nobody wants to get fired, right? Or nobody wants to walk be the first to walk away from a situation. But like it is intractable. Like this is I am very fortunate, you know, I can't remember the last time we had this big of a interpersonal mess on a roster mm-hmm. and so i'm just like i'm enjoying it while it lasts maybe like i don't know what's like the, been the biggest like personality conflict that was unfixable since like you know Shaq and kobe what do we even have um oh we like players that just hated each other Right, um, but they have to matter too. They have to be players who are well, pivotal. Yeah. Kyrie, LeBron, but they kept that under wraps, and I it's mean, so it did, mild. And then it, it did, was just like over. Although it did look, it took forever to trade him. It was six weeks, so like not. I don't know. It feels like it's not uh, an unusual amount of uh, time that we've been just having things drag out here. Oh, no, not at all. Like, uh, Jimmy Butler is crazy for wondering why he's not traded yet, either. Well, also, what is Jimmy Butler doing, exactly? Like, what's the strategy behind this to make himself seem like uh, like a 
like a psychopath that other teams need to trade for? Like, because I don't feel like this is upping his trade value. Oh, oh yeah, but that's the point. This was, this was like the nuclear option <laughs> where it's like they have to take whatever for him now. <laughs> but I mean, at the same time, they kind of don't like, like they could just have him go home. Which is like right, a, more, but... a more crazy thing, but like, I, I, what this reminds me of is when the Warriors thought they could just void Latrell Sprewell's contract. After this, this I was gonna say, this very much reminds yeah. me of and the so, Sprewell Carly Simon thing. So, like an arbitrator, he forfeits his salary for the remainder of that season, and then after the lockout, um. They rule that, no, you can't just void his whole contract. He's still under contract. And the Warriors decide, we need to trade Latrell Sprewell this weekend. And so they end up getting no picks. They get John Starks, Terry Cummings, and Chris Mills. And Chris Mills uh, was in, like, year three of a seven-year contract at the time. Mm -hmm. And it was just, like, a millstone. They would have been better off just releasing him if possible. I mean, they, they had to you know, trade him to get rid of the salary, but, like, it was so much worse than getting nothing at all. Right. Well, I mean, that's what they're going to end up with here. Yeah, but I'm, I'm just saying, don't don't get Hassan Whiteside, no matter what you do. Like, like... Uh, in, ter- in terms of, like, getting the trade he wants and the money he wants and the situation he wants, it's very unclear what impact this... Uh, daily fiction will have right. um, on all of that. But what it does do, which Jimmy Butler, I might argue, is more interested in than anything, is uh, expand his celebrity. Yeah, it right. makes him a lot more famous. Uh huh. Yeah. Which so, is what all of this is about. Yeah. Which is also weird because what's what is what are the opportunities that are going to open up for Jimmy Butler if he gets more famous? Uh, well, they'll, they'll in, like, uh, go on the jump three. more. Yeah, he'll be in the sequel to Office Christmas Party. <laughs> he'll be he'll be in Space Jam too, but as the guy who just yells at the other players before their talent gets stolen by the Monstars, and he's like, "I want to I want to trade to Mars. I'll only sign an extension with Mars, Venus, and that amusement park planet." Maybe Le- maybe LeBron will invite him to be in Smallfoot too. That's going to be incredible. Do you think Jimmy yeah, Butler has been be... drinking a lot of wine this offseason? Oh, I for just, sure. I really just want Jimmy Butler to be Gwangi's arch nemesis. <laughs> uh, Jimmy Butler is Dugar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got to work that into the Z- Zendaya's Michi meme now. <laughs> so um, what, 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 should, what should Carl Anthony Towns be doing at this point? He's no, he's fucked, dude. Like, also, he's 22, so like, he could probably just wait this out and play better, and people will forget it in time. But yeah, yeah. I mean, because like, he's, he's signed with the Wolves for six seasons after after this. Mm-hmm. One. So yeah, yeah, there's a lot of time. Uh, I but... mean, honestly, what he should do now is just go all in on the Wolves. He should. Do the Russell Westbrook thing mm-hmm. where it's like uh, 
yeah, I just love Minnesota. I can't believe all these jerks are treating us so bad all the time. You he know should, what I mean? Should, like They should try to get him really good seats for the next Vikings home game. And like, yeah, just we're at like rally camp, locally. Uh, like, yeah, like a Prince T-shirt. Um, suddenly he's like fishing. I'm just I don't know what appeals to people in Minnesota. I'm just throwing these things out there. Um, I just want to mention at Dragonfly Jones just tweeted what I what I consider the definitive take on this so far. Uh-huh. And it, it just says, don't trade Butler. We need this shit all season. Oh, <laughs> I mean, that is absolutely the greatest scenario because Jimmy Butler won't be giving up game checks. I think like his his anticipated financial picture has just been plummeting for about a year and a half now when it kind of became clear the Bulls weren't going to give him a super max and then Towns was like get this guy out of here so he like law he needs to preserve his bird rights if he has any chance of anything. Um, and even now people are like, uh, he's going to be 30. He seems like he's hurt all the time and also a bully. Um, so I don't think Jimmy Butler's Jimmy Butler's saving his money now. So he'll like, he has to come to the games. And so like, is he going to be doing this during games? I I hope so. I want that. That's the dream. So bad. But, but again, you know, just to, just to make sure we're focused on this in the right way. The, the, the thing, the being, the entity that Jimmy Butler has in his crosshairs is Gwangi. It's Gwangi. That's <laughs> <laughs> whatever gets him closer to the, uh, the small foot verse. Yeah, this does that. This absolutely does that. I, I want to mention like just how annoyed I am at like certain and well, I don't want to ad hominem, but uh-huh. some people on Twitter are framing this as like is framing Butler as a hero for like, um, you know, being like a a protesting exploited laborer uh-huh. kind of way. I, I might I might say that those people are just very eager to, you know, narratively use that framework in general mm-hmm. because I don't really think that's. the the right way to look at this i mean i'm fairly sure he would be staying and signing an extension if carl anthony towns hadn't told the team not to yeah yeah because he doesn't have anywhere specific he wants to go he just wants to go somewhere that'll still give him a max next year and now and now it feels like he needs to leave minnesota but a lot of this is like I feel like it's performative because he's embarrassed about his teammates saying, get him out of here. All right. And the, and if we, if he doesn't take control of the narrative, which he's doing with all this very performative stuff, uh-huh. then like the story that we're focused on is that towns said, get him out. And the organization chose towns. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah or, right. And why wouldn't they? He's 22 years old. He yeah. is for sure the Jim Jackson in this situation. And Towns is the Jason Kidd. Yeah. Or uh, Jamal Mashburn. Wiggins is Mashburn. <laughs> um, I think I think Jim Jackson is the guy I believe Jim I believe what happens is Jim Jackson steals Tony Braxton away from Jason Kidd. Mm-hmm. So the dynamics of it don't quite work the same. But uh I mean, you know, in that scenario, they all got traded within two years. Yeah. Well, would also, you be surprised if that's not what happens here? 
Because I wouldn't. It's, I mean, I, I'm sure, I, I bet they would like to trade Wiggins at this point. But, uh, I mean, it's just, it's weird to blow up a team that has like a 22-year-old and a 23-year-old locked up forever. <laughs> you know? It, it it was a little different in the 90s when, you know, rookie contracts were very weird and three years long. Mm-hmm. And uh, everybody was just totally cheating on the cap every every winter. Here it seems like, like you can't, are you going to trade Andrew Wiggins for a bunch of short-term contracts or something? I don't know. I mean, obviously yes. they, could, they could all be dealt. But uh, what would Brett Slamson do? Oh well, I think essentially Jimmy Brett Butler would have been gone already. Jimmy, but yeah, but he likes it, this. At, he likes power. Maybe that's what Jimmy <laughs> Butler was playing on. Is like America seemingly loving a strong man. You know what I mean? Like we're rehabbing uh, Kim Jong Un. Uh, we have <laughs> the president loves Saudi Arabia. He loves uh, Erdogan. Am I saying that right? In Turkey. Uh, so maybe maybe that's it. Like it's it's Jimmy Butler is a symbol of fascism to just come in and yell at people. Yeah, Don't he's an authoritarian. Never compromise. He's just an authoritarian without any authority. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because like the greatest, if if the Wolves get like pissed enough, the real move is just to to sit him, let him become a free agent, and yeah. then he would get he. They would literally cost him fifty million dollars. Now, probably that's not a feasible thing to do with agents and stuff. But after this performance, that would definitely be what I would be threatening as the team owner. I'm not saying that's right, but like, if you're if you're just gonna come in and and scream at everyone in the practice facility, that's the point. I would just say, you know, you need to get traded, right? Like you you need to get traded. To preserve your bird rights, right? Anyway, uh, it's it's amazing that Woj was so excited about this practice, though. I still can't. It get is back so to that. weird how horny Woj was for this. Jimmy's back. Oh, he's yeah. out of shape and yelling at people. First of all, <laughs> wasn't really gone. Like like didn't get hurt. He, I mean, he went to Italy to to cuck his teammate, <laughs> but other than that, he's pretty much been around. He's uh talks to the media quite a bit. Um, yeah, constantly. But but also like, what happened at this? I, I'm sure he's yelling at people. I mean, it just seems like he was completely out of control, yelling at people because it seems like that's players, what it sounds like. Yeah, don't players sometimes yell at each other in practice anyway, just because you're scrimmaging and stuff. Uh, yeah, I think Draymond is always yelling at people. Yeah, in practice, it's incredible. Uh, so yeah, so, so what do you think Towns should do? Just shut up and ride it out, right? He can't yeah, win. Towns There's shouldn't say anything. Do. Yeah, and, and if, if anything comes up, uh, our friend Julian Rodriguez said this, and I think he phrased it really well, which was just, uh, um, uh, he, he just said Carl Anthony Towns just needs to say something like, we're going to pr- proceed with the guys who want to be here. Yeah. And that's that seems like it's the because otherwise like he just can't win. Because all that happens is it's it's a guy who did something 
terrible to him on a personal level and has responded by just calling him a pussy over and over again. Right. In public and in the press. Which is like, I don't even particularly think that Carl Anthony Towns is that soft. He's just 22. You know what I mean? No. Like, like, John usually. John, are you there? Yeah. Do you think Carl Anthony Towns is soft? You you generally have different opinions than Sean and I on guys. I, I think say. he's a little bit soft, but I also think he's 22. Yeah. I can't think of 22-year-olds who, like, well, if I thought about it long enough, I probably could, but there aren't many 22-year-olds who don't seem a little uh, timid. I also think that, like, the, the sort of, like, Thibodeau, ferocious, blue-collar bullshit, like, compounded with, like, Jimmy's bullshit, like, is just like off-putting to him, and it makes him act more soft than he might actually be. I think that's fair. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he definitely like looked like a, a a man out of place in the playoffs last year, and he looked like he was, uh, you know, shook. And people who were blaming the coaching staff or Derek Rose or Jimmy Butler for Towns not getting his in the playoffs might want to look at what his shooting percentage was and and have watched some replays of how he was moving on the court during those games. What this reminds me a lot of, actually, is the Brian Shaw Nuggets situation. Uh, and it seems like some of these guys, may, like Thibodeau, Layden, Butler, maybe need to read, take a course on how to talk to millennials. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Thibodeau is, is just so poorly equipped to handle yeah. this situation. We were, we were like, talking about this earlier, and it's like, so, so yeah, the conflict, the, the two main conflicts, like public conflicts between Butler and Towns are, Butler got mad that Towns and Wiggins stay up too late playing Fortnite and are tired in the morning, and uh, Jimmy Butler allegedly slept with Carl Anthony Towns' Instagram model girlfriend. Mm-hmm. How many of those things are completely baffling to Tom Kennedy? Like all of them. Instagram, yeah. Fortnite, uh, the the possibility of not sleeping the exact same hours every single night. Sex, he doesn't really understand. Being that. a '90s kid, <laughs> uh, Twitter <laughs> tweeting, um, yeah. ha- having friends. Yeah, <laughs> yeah all no, of that I, is like, when, is... what's happening? <laughs> Thibodeau is, I still maintain, a good coach. But he is a good coach. They, they did very well last year. Yeah. The front office position, though, is so different on every team in such an, an ad hoc position. And basically, in most situations, it involves like balancing a lot of personalities. And it involves like older men balancing personalities of younger men mm-hmm. in ways that Thibodeau is absolutely not equipped to do and he he just he just cannot wrap his head around this generation and their priorities at all it's well and right that was always the argument for why Kyrie wanted a trade and why it was dumb they didn't have david griffin there like a lot of people claimed that Kyrie, they would have been able to fix that if they had like a general manager Mm mm-hmm and Kyrie yeah. wouldn't be a Celtic. Yeah. And, no. And, yeah. Everybody's everybody's sort of reporting on David Griffin's time during that crazy time in Cleveland is that he was like the sort of emotionally intelligent fixer in a lot of situations on that team. Well, and, and yeah, league league sources have told the Round Ball Rock podcast that uh, he was not 
too interested in Andrew Wiggins in the first place and just drafted him because that's who Minnesota wanted. When Andrew Wiggins, uh, I just that's the mo- the most baffling part about this report is that Wiggins daft Jimmy up. Apparently, I know we didn't we let that go. <laughs> that is that is so hilarious. That's my favorite <laughs> plot twist of all time. What if Wiggins goes like very pro Butler? Like it was just that show of forces. Like you know what? He was right. I'm gonna work on not being soft, but at least I'm not as soft as Carl Anthony Towns. <laughs> you're like, whoa, what? Uh, also, um, do you think Luol Deng was on that third string team that that dominated the starters? Because I could see that, like some some like Dang Butler two man game yeah. thing, just shutting they played them down. together before. Yeah, they've been in some battles together. Yeah, not not winning battles for the most part, but battles for sure. <laughs> they, they definitely won together. Far more often than they lost together. Let's, I don't want to. Let's let's get this uh, anti Bulls uninformed nonsense out of here. Uh, they they had winning records together. Mm-hmm. No, they they. It would have been fun to see what would happen, but you know what? This team is really going to pull together behind Bam Adebayo, Wayne Ellington, and uh, Justice Winslow. I think Dude, like, they, have great additions. They, they have to get Josh Richardson if they're trading him tonight. <laughs> he's the only he's like the best asset Miami has. I think I think Olinick is like genuinely good. I think if they got Olenek and Richardson, it would be oh, yeah, a yeah. Kind of, well, I think that would be a good yeah. match with Towns. Yeah, he is. Um Yeah. Well what do you think happens next? I can't wait. Uh, I think he's getting traded in like the next three days. Yeah. They're just going to take whatever. Is there any chance he like does sit ups on his driveway, Ter- Terrell Owens style? Yeah. <laughs> uh, if only Drew Rosenhaus was his agent. Do you yeah. think they threw some uh, freelance money at like Danny McBride and Jody Hill to help craft this narrative? Oh, that would today? be fantastic. Northbound and out. <laughs> That's what it's feeling like. Um, all right, we got to wrap up here. Wilms, plug something. Uh, my ass. It's there for everyone. There for the taking. Get your hands all over it. Mm-hmm. Sounds good, Joey. Um, we recorded an episode of Round Ball Rock yesterday. Uh-huh. That'll be up on Friday, so listen to that. You're getting three this week, baby. Uh, that's incredible. Um, as for me, check out my piece on the Shocker. It's my debut piece. It's about baseball playoff slogans, including the Oakland A's inexplicable slogan, win for Hero Town. Which oh, so weird. Is, so weird. Joey, you're from Oakland. Ever I've heard never heard Hero of Town? it. No. <laughs> I think uh, maybe no, like, I have Billy not. Bean had written some, like, robot fan fiction or something and like it accidentally went out instead of their regular one which was just like defend the coliseum (laughs) hey remember that bernie dance we used to do postseason uh check that out oh yeah and uh as always uh you can contact us at round rock pod uh on twitter ask questions make comments uh and we'll have some we'll have some great bonus content 
for the Friday episode going up there, too, so that'll be fun. By bonus content, I mean links to things that are on the internet that other people made. Um, um, and then, as always, you can follow me on Twitter at Frankie Muniz, mm-hmm. where on 12-10-2014, I tweeted, I don't have any drinks in my fridge, and I'm too lazy to go to the store, so I'm drinking a jar of applesauce to quench my thirst. He's gonna die. <laughs> trust the process. Uh, trust the process. Shut it down. Let's trade Jimmy Butler already so we can record our final division preview. <laughs> <laughs> Froggy Fresh and Money Maker Mac and Gator Jones and Jimmy Butler. This for the Bulls. Yeah, I'm talking about that man, Jimmy Butler. Put your weapon on the cab, make some posters. I ain't gonna lie, LeBron, you's a baller. But Jimmy Butler is a baller. Yeah, I'm talking about that man, Jimmy Butler. Put your weapon on the cab, make some posters. I ain't gonna lie, LeBron, you's a baller. But Jimmy Butler is a baller. The end of the 2010 season. Cavs fans nervous because they knew LeBron was leaving. And he did. Took his talents down to South Beach. Built that Frankenstein team and won a couple rings. Dang, Cleveland, tell me what the heck is that? First you burn the dude's jerseys, then you buy him back? LeBron left you like a hot girl in high school. Then when the heat broke up, you took him back, fool. Do you smell that? Something smell like desperation. But the Bulls, they've been sitting back and steady waiting. Yeah, they've been through the trials and the tribulations. Look at all the injuries Derek's been facing. Cleveland begging Bron to win a ring. With that brand new Frankenstein team. Give it three years, bet you if he doesn't win. Then Cleveland gonna burn his jerseys once again. Yeah, I'm talking about that man, Jimmy Butler. Put the weapon on the cab, make some busters. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.